0: Good morning everyone, Uh, it's a privilege to have the opportunity to share the word with you this morning. I have to imagine all your lovely faces in front of me giving me encouragement. Over the last couple of weeks we've heard uh, a lot about the love of God, T. sharing with us and Tim sharing with us God's love towards us, but then the love that we can show others, the love and forgiveness that, that we have in our hearts towards other people. We've heard from Kerry talking about joy and laughter. There's a lot of joy and laughter in this house um, and it's wonderful. But when God does a work in our hearts, that bubbles up and overflows. What strikes me, and even just with these few things, is the contrast. Uh, We're so completely different from people who don't know the Lord, that we think differently. And when God does a work in our hearts, that, that shows in our lives. Where there's love and forgiveness, we have a contrast when we hear the bitterness and anger expressed around us. And then we have joy and laughter contrasting with so much despair and gloom in people's lives. I want to talk with you this morning about three specific contrasts that the Holy Spirit has been showing me. The first one um, is Life and death, and I want us to turn to John 10, verse 10. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you will have life in all its fullness. On the one hand, you have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and on the other, you have Jesus. Who's come to give us life in all its fullness? I know what side I would rather be on. We hear a lot in our times now about uh, that we're living in dark times, that people despair about the future that they have. But I want to encourage us as believers this one, this truth. The darkest time has already taken place. It was when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, hung on a cross for us, for our sin and our sickness, and he died. The place was covered in darkness for three hours until Jesus breathed his last and he gave his spirit to his Father. At that time, the devil threw everything that he had at jesus every evil thought every brutal act and selfish act and thought of mankind every sin every sickness in mind and in body and finally death itself the bible tells us that jesus was marred beyond recognition Nothing that the devil threw at Jesus could stick. He rose again in victory over death. Hallelujah. What a wonderful day. The battle was fought and won. Jesus won the victory over death and despair and sickness to give us life in all its fullness. We read in the scriptures, He disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public despectacle of them all. He now sits on the throne with angels, authorities and powers subject to him. When we have Christ as Lord of our life, we're on the winning side. I know this because I've read the book. In our family, um, if you know us and you've been to our home, we love playing games. And we all want to be on the winning side. It's good to be on the winning side. The thing is, the good news doesn't stop there. This is what's so wonderful. The same spirit that raised Jesus to her life is alive in us. Let's read some scriptures together. In Ephesians, it tells us we're seated with Him in heavenly places, and in Romans, we're told we are more than conquerors through Christ who gives us strength. When John one sorry, when John five verse four says, for everyone. Born of God, overcomes the world. What Jesus did changed everything. The enemy who came to steal, kill, and destroy has been crushed and has been completely beaten. This means for us that there's no demon, no darkness, no sickness. Nothing that happened in our lives in the past, nothing in the present, nothing that's going to happen in the future. No difficulty can overcome us because we are more than conquerors through Christ who gives us strength. And he came that we can have life in all its fullness. This doesn't mean that we don't face trials or we don't face challenges. But what it does mean is that when we do face them we're able to overcome. Recently in our own lives we faced a massive challenge and to our family and to our livelihood. We were under immense pressure so we filled our minds with the word of God. We began to prophesy into the situation and speak God's promises over our situation and sing songs of victory. This went on for a few months, but then we had our breakthrough. God gave us his victory, and I'm so grateful for that. Whatever challenge we face, whatever storm we may be in, whether it's health, finances, or any other difficulty, Let's encourage one another that we're overcomers, that Christ has already won the victory to give us life in all its fullness. Amen. The second contrast that I want to talk with you about is darkness and light. So let's turn to some more scriptures we have been called out of darkness and into his glorious light. In 1 Peter 2, verse 9. And then Ephesians 5, verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. We're so thankful that we're saved out of darkness and into his light. We're so thankful that we can have fellowship with God, fellowship with one another and enjoy shared life together, enjoyed friendships together. But church, we have been called for so much more than that. We have a commission to shine his light in the darkness, to shine his light around us, to share the good news of the gospel with other people. And to to shine his light wherever we are we're really fortunate uh, in our home we have a, a back garden which has been great um while it's been dry in the springtime and in this summer and uh, <clears throat> i used to call it a small field only because it's just grass and shrubs down the one side which when we moved into this house a number of years ago, it was perfect for our two sons at home then to play football. And then um, later on, we had a trampoline at the back of the garden. And then when the trampoline went, when the boys grew up, I had chickens there, something that I'd always wanted. The chickens went a couple of years ago um, and... Over this summer now, we were sat out in the garden thinking, actually, you know, this is a really good spot. I think the chickens had it good all those years. And we decided to just make some changes at the bottom of our garden. Excuse me. So rolling the clock forward a couple of weeks now, If I could turn the camera around, you could see we have a lovely patio at the back with some beds either side, uh, flowers and shrubs and pots. The whole area is just completely transformed. And as I was sat there, just enjoying my new space, God spoke to me and said, that's what we're to do. Wherever we are, whether in college or in our families, and our workspace, with our friends, We're there to transform the landscape that we're in. We're there to influence the sphere that we have. We're there to be beacons of light in our community. Do you know, it's not difficult to do that. It's just simply allowing the love of God, the compassion of God, to to just show out to other people, to shine out to other people. Acts of kindness. Words of encouragement, words of hope, praying for them, bringing words of comfort, healing the sick. Do you know there's so much negativity and despair around us? Let's just bring some light and cheer into people's lives and share the good news that we have. A great man of God once said, Our lives are filled with certainty in an uncertain world. These days are providing us with such a fantastic opportunity to share the good news that we have, to offer hope to people around us. People whose lives have been shaken and turned upside down by what's going on. So let's spur one another on, one another on, to be bold and to shine his light wherever we are. Amen. The final contrast that I want to share with you this morning is old and new. So let's turn to Revelation and it's in chapter 21. The old order of things has passed away. Look, I am making everything new. We hear so much, don't we, in our news that people want change. They don't want to go back to the way things were before the lockdown. We hear people saying that they don't want as many cars on the road because of the fumes and the emissions and the fact that they're breathing in cleaner air now. They don't want to go back to the way it was. They don't want the factories to pump out smoke and to pump out chemicals into the oceans. We've heard about the transformation in our oceans, the the life coming back to areas that um, had previously, there was no life there because of the pollution that was in the oceans. People don't want to go back to the way that they were, that things were then. And then there's people who are um, protesting against racism. They don't want to go back to the way it was. They want real change in attitudes um, and in practice. And then there are the more perhaps simpler things of people saying, well, we don't want to travel so far to work anymore. There's no need to travel into the office so much. They want the option now of being able to work from home and they want to spend more time with their families. We hear from our governments that the previous or old things uh, will have to change and that we have to get used to a new norm. Our world as we know it is constantly changing and even more so in these last number of months. But I want to encourage us as believers that God has already said in his word, he's already told us that the old things have gone and he's making everything new. He's establishing his kingdom on earth. And he's doing it through his church. This means change for us. This means crying out to God from our hearts and saying, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Let's be a people who are ready and willing to change in these days and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us. I believe that there is an increase in spiritual activity in the heavenly realms during these days, during these end times that we live in, and that we're going to see an increase, an experience, an increase in angelic visitation. Hebrews 1 verse 4 tells us that angels are ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. That's us. We don't go searching for angels, but we're confident that they're among us to help us fulfil God's plan, that he is establishing his kingdom here on this earth and that Jesus is coming back for a bride who's made herself ready. Jesus is coming back in all his glory But before he does, the people in this world are going to see that there is a king on his throne, a king that's powerful, a king above all authority, a king who's faithful and loving and kind. And God has chosen that people see this through his church. He's chosen To show this to people, to show that he is on his throne through his church. Let's encourage one another in these days. We were born for these times, born to overcome and to be a victorious church with life in all its fullness, to shine as lights in the darkness and transform the landscape that we're in, and be willing to serve King Jesus, establishing his kingdom. The old is gone, and every single one of us has a part in making all things new.